0: Welcome to episode 186 of Manage the Wild. I'm your host, Nick Manson. Today is an interesting topic. It's one that I've been thinking about for a while. And I don't know where I find myself on the issue. Because I find myself on both sides of the issue, which makes it difficult to have a definite answer for where I'm at. And the issue is social media and whether it's helping hunting or hurting hunting. Now there's two thoughts. One is states are talking about how hunter recruitment is down and it's continuously dropping. 2019, 2020 was an uptick, just because a lot of people were stuck at home, wanted to get out and found this to be a great way. But overall, hunter recruitment is dropping. You're finding more and more people going to the the cities and more of those things and more and more are falling away from uh, their connection with food. And so that was always a big thing about hunting is staying connected with your food, being part of the process. And so people will argue that social media is keeping that at the forefront and while promoting hunting, they're also promoting uh, the Second Amendment rights. And without those two different things, then those rights would fall away. And there is a lot to that. And I, I, that's one of the challenges that I face. That as this society becomes more involved in technology, they're moving away from those things that helped America become America and that's one of the challenges the other side is that it's commercialized hunting their people are being paid to go out and hunt they're talking about the areas that they're hunting in they're crowding these areas you have states like utah and other states that are promoting private units to increase hunter participation but then it also increased the costs because not everybody can access uh, some of these private units because the costs, uh, like an elk here in Utah, you're gonna be 10 to 15,000. If it's pushing 400, then you're gonna be a lot more. You have hunters that are coming from out of country and paying 250 to $300,000 for a mule deer tag, uh, a couple hundred thousand dollars for a bull tag, and all the, the different money Landowners, I talked about it in the podcast yesterday, landowners are starting to figure out that wildlife are important, but that importance is only economic or financially beneficial to them, and that's the only reason they want them. So in one instance, I argue that by monetizing wildlife, it's going to save wildlife. But then in the other instance... Monetizing wildlife moves us away from that respect of wildlife. And by putting it on social media, it now becomes all about advertising. These companies are paying these hunters to come in, advertise the different things that they are killing so that they can market their products. And the more that they throw antlers... On their social media, the more they throw these big bulls or bighorn sheep or mountain goats, the more they are monetizing them and less they are focused on the actual animal itself. So there is this thought process that uh, there's a couple of organizations that are starting to pop up that are pro-hunting but anti-social media, and they're actually promoting moving away from hunters and hunting that involves people being on social media. There are a lot of people out there. Uh, they're really famous. I'm not going to call them out by name, but they're on social media, and they have a huge social media presence because of the amount of different things that they're hunting and killing and putting on screen. Now, if you go out there, these uh, I I won't say that everyone does it, but people who go out and make hunting TV shows or fishing shows or even in fishing competition. I am I don't even like fishing competitions. But people who do that, eventually the pressure to win, the per, uh, pressure to provide for their family creates scenarios where they start bending rules a little. And oftentimes you will see people who have put out hunting videos later Uh, become charged with taking game illegally or trespassing or doing different things, Uh, shooting geese on a golf course with a pellet gun, crossing over, shooting multiple animals, just trying to get a bigger one, taking a shot on one, hitting it, but not killing it, so then you take a shot on another because it was easier. And you find that the pressure that social media The pressure to perform on social media as well as on these TV shows and in these movies becomes really high, and they're taking away from what wildlife means. And so that is where I'm at. I don't necessarily know how I feel. Uh, I think there's positives to both sides, and... There's negatives to both sides. Because if you start unfollowing the largest voices in the community, the hunting community and the wildlife community, you, you start to lose their voice. And right now we need a voice when these rights, whether you're in Oregon or Washington, California, on the East Coast, these hunting rights are being lost. Now they have large populations of people, So again, it's going to make their hunting rights even more difficult because the large populations, but that's where a large majority of the people are coming from. The more they become anti-hunting, the more those rights are going to be removed. And so the negative on that is you are no longer allowing the largest voices to speak. It's almost like it's a necessary evil. But then, the other side of allowing social media to determine what hunters and wildlife managers and biologists are like are often portrayed in a negative way. Uh, A person who has hiked 20 miles, pursued an elk, and killed it, is often seen throwing his bow, dropping his gun, jumping up and down, screaming with no thought for the animal itself. And it looks like they're just doing it to get a paycheck. Uh, There's multiple people out there who talk about um, what it means to kill a big elk, and now they have bragging rights. It's not about the animal feeding their family. Oftentimes they're killing multiple animals in a season. And depending on how big your family is, what do you do with all that meat? Well, they talk about donating that meat to different organizations. Well, the challenge is if you're, I, the way I was raised is if you're not going to eat it, don't kill it. And so if you're just killing it to give it to other people, then is that a good reason? So that's where I'm at. Tough question, challenging question. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. There is uh, an organization that I just barely come across today. I haven't looked into them a whole lot, um, but they're, they're a little bit different. It's called Hunt Quietly. It was started by uh, a doctor, Matthew J. Ranilla. And his whole goal is to bring back what he believed hunting should be, to get rid of the hyper-commercialized pay-to-play model. Basically, bring it back to what it was. Stop putting it on social media. Care about the animals. Care about the habitat. Don't push for bigger and bigger and bigger when it's only destroying habitat. Uh, He wants to get rid of uh, the leasing of private land for hunting and basically remove all hunting, uh, all monetization of hunting as well as hunting entertainment and make it more about the person and wildlife. Kind of an, an interesting thought when you think about it. So that is where I'm at today is just, I don't know. Uh, I'm on both sides of it. Um, it's one of those topics that's kind of hard to talk about because I myself haven't come up with what I actually think. I don't know. If you guys have any thoughts, go ahead, hit me up on Instagram or Facebook. Let me know. And uh, that's all I got for today. Stay wild. Have a great day.